Welcome to our podcast, Get the Picture, where we're talking all things faith, we're talking about life, we're talking about the spirit of God and the kingdom of God, we're talking about purpose, as we are learning what our purpose is and we're walking in it day by day. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. (laughs) So today, we are here to share with you what Holy Spirit has said to us. Well, what he's poured into our cups, actually. Our good old cups. So the question of the day is, the tea is ready to spill, but are you ready to be filled? Mm. That's actual tea. Yes. And speaking of actual tea, I have actual tea. You do? Yes. What, what kind of tea are you drinking today? Um, It's called Puka. Puka. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who Puka is, but she made some all right tea. It's the lemon, ginger, and manuka honey tea. I think I actually had that tea at my house. You do? Mm-hmm. Well, I just picked it up because all my good teas are at work. Mm. But this one's all right. It kind of tastes like dirt a little bit, though. Uh-oh. I ain't even going to lie. So Sorry, Puka. Yeah. But for the occasion, I had to get my little mug. Well, this is not my mug. It's actually my mom's, but she don't use it, so it's okay. Mm-hmm. Love you, Mom. Um, but for the occasion, I had to get it. So mm-hmm. what are you drinking? I'm drinking the infamous coffee. What's your like go to brand of coffee? Definitely the Mac Cafe, the McDonald's, like their brand of coffee. Yeah. Medium roast, the one in the it's the one with the red on it, not the purple, not the yellow, the one the red. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the one that I like. Yeah. So as you can see, we like our hot drinks and just like the spirit of God is hot, we love for him to pour out on us and just to pour that fire out on us and then as we process it and we feel led by the Holy Spirit to share, we share with you. And so that's why we're here. That's what this podcast is about. That's what the video is about Mm -hmm. is to pour out what God is pouring out to us. And so we're really excited for this being our first episode. And so I believe from here we can just do like our intros and Mm -hmm. go right into it. Season one, episode one. Yeah. (laughs) Y'all, make sure that you're following us on social media. Um, We're always posting about what we got going on. Um, Mm -hmm. I know my Instagram is Kennedy underscore Chanel, and I'll say it's spelled Kennedy like the president and Chanel like designer. Hey. Yeah. (laughs) Well, my Instagram is it's.taylorreed. You'll see it somewhere down there. Mm -hmm. My name is not like anyone else. You're just going to have to look at it, and you're just going to have to spell it. That's Mm -hmm. all I can do for you. Yeah. Let me say, the way you think it's spelled is not, okay? I think I'm the only one that I know that has ever spelled your name correctly. I think. Like, on the first try. On the first try. Yeah, on the first try. So I like to, you know, pat myself on the back for mm-hmm. that. Um, <laughs> but we're going to get right into this thing. Um, let's start with intros. You want to go first or how you want to do it? I reckon I'll go first. Yeah. I mean, you're the youngest of the bunch, so why not? I am. I am the baby. <laughs> I live up to that very well. And do. <laughs> <laughs> but my name is Taylor Reed. I go by name. It's just my thing. Don't ask me why. I just do. Um, I'm 20 years old, almost 21, in next October. Mm-hmm. That's a long time, but she's coming around. <laughs> she's coming around the corner. She'll be here before you know it. She will. <laughs> but I am a college student right now. I do not have a job. Well, I do this. <laughs> this is kind of a job. But um, 
I'm an English major with a concentration in creative writing. I don't know what I'm going to do with that yet. Holy Spirit, he will reveal it to me. He will. Um, I go to Spring Hill College. Go Badgers. Plan to graduate in 2025, but knowing me, I'll probably graduate in 2024. We'll see. Um, that's just the basics about me. I don't know. How deep do you want me to go? We'll go deeper later. Just, you know, let the people know who they're listening to. Because if you don't know who we are, how can you find us again for episode two, right? Exactly. Yeah. So when you're looking us up, you got to know who we are. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So I guess I'll go next. Um, my name is Kennedy. I go by Casey. And that's a story for another time. That's just my alias now. English major. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. We're going to say that's right. Yeah, that's right. Don't ask me how to spell it, okay? And the reason why spelling is not necessarily my forte is because I'm a social science teacher, not an English teacher, so that works. But I am a teacher in Washington County, um, and I teach 9 through 12, so nothing but high school all day. Fun stuff. Um, I am a former Badger. I graduated from Spring Hill College in December of 2020, and I've been teaching since January of 2021. It has been a fun and insightful experience, uh, to say the least. It's been interesting. (laughs) It has been interesting. It's been interesting, and we're going to get into that a little bit Mm -hmm. as well, how interesting that got for me, well, for both of us, Mm -hmm. really. Um. I'm a minister here at Distinction Church in Wagerville, Alabama. Um, my parents are the founders and the pastors here, Apostle Keith and Pastor Carmen. We know you're watching and listening, so hey, we love you. Um, let's see, what else? I'm a business owner. I own um, KC Designs, where I do sublimation designs, I do vinyl designs, I do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, I'm into content creation. Um, I own and operate a website called Simply Jesus Culture. Go check that out, uh, www.simplyjesusculture.com. What else? She says we're not going deep and then proceeds. Well, this is just like like surface level. My bad. I'm so sorry, but... we're going to swing back around. That's what we're just going to have to do. Gonna just going to swing back around. But I would say that's that's about Did I say I, I'm 24, getting ready to be 25 in March. So that's all I'm going to say. We're going to swing back over the name, let her finish up. My bad. I'm so sorry. <laughs> She's like, we're just going to be surface level Well, stuff. Yeah. And then she goes, well... I'm a minister here at Distinction Church, and my parents are the pastors here, and I have this. I'm like, well, I, I was basically like reading off of my Instagram bio, low key. That's what I mean by all that's in your bio. Not all of it, but like it hints at it. So, you know, that's just just read your bio. I'm gonna read my bio. Let's see. So I'm also a writer. Mm-hmm. I have a blog called Coffee Dates with Jesus. Um. It's www.cof. It's something. It's right there. You see it. We're going to link it on there so you can check her out because she's really good. Thanks. What else do I do? Oh, I'm a member here at Distinction Church in Wergerville, Alabama. As of right now, here at Distinction Church, I am a yes man. <laughs> well, a yes woman. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm just here, there, and everywhere, and just anywhere they need me to be. There I am. 
there she is. Um, I'm not a minister, <laughs> but that's really all about an official. Me. Like you're not an official. Like I'm not ordained. Type. Yeah. Yet. Go ahead That's and sip on your coffee for another day. <laughs> Go ahead and sip your coffee on that. Just like <laughs> I think that's probably gonna become a thing. Is like when one of us say something that we're just like, just like, Go ahead and take a sip. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and yep. take a sip. Just sip on that. You know how folks be like, just sit on that. Mm-hmm. We just gonna say, just sip on just that. Sip on that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's all about me. I think the next thing is just t- talking about how we met. And how this became about. All right. So now that you know a little bit about us um, as individuals, I think we're just going to transition into how we became like the Casey Nay type of duo mm-hmm. thing where it's literally we go somewhere and it's like, well, where's your other half? So um, <laughs> she's at her house. Yeah. Living her life that she lives apart from the duo. Yes. Like if we y'all didn't know that. Like shocker. Newsflash, we do have identities outside of we each do. other. <laughs> um, me or you first? I'll, you can go. Yeah, I'll go. Um, so, well, we're just going to kind of, you know, play tennis with this, mm-hmm. I guess. So, going back, after I graduated from college, um, I knew in my heart that I wanted to stay in the area. I had some opportunities to move off and to teach. And they were great opportunities, but I just knew deep in my heart I belonged in Washington County for the time being. Mm-hmm. I belonged to Washington County. I'll put it that way. And so I really had to trust God um, to open up a door because, one, I was kind of nervous that I wasn't going to find a position in the middle of the school year. We're going into the second semester. No one's just, you know, leaving their job. But lo and behold. <laughs> Looking for a history teacher out of all the yeah, things. Yeah, of all the things. And on top of that, I'm not a coach. Mm-hmm. And that's like the ultimate history teacher is you got to be a coach. Yes. I don't um, know why that's a thing in Washington County. But it's not, almost every history teacher is a coach. Yes. I'm just now realizing yeah, that. Yeah, like that's totally a thing. And I don't know why. And everybody was telling me, well, not everybody, but a lot of people were telling me, oh, it's going to be hard to get a job, you know, in your field and blah, blah, blah. Because, like, are you going to coach this? Are you going to coach that? No, I I want to teach. That's all mm-hmm. I want to do. And, oh, it's going to be difficult. Like, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Um, we're in the middle of a school year. So all the odds were against me, basically, in the natural. But God. Lying devil. Lying devil, but God. <laughs> but God. But God, hallelujah, okay? <laughs> God opened up the door in a way that you wouldn't really expect. So I'm just going to give it over to Taylor let her tell you. <laughs> Okay. So this is how Ken made her way into sweet old Macintosh High School, my alma mater. Yes. So it was actually my senior year of high school, and we needed a history teacher. We had one before in the first semester, but whenever we trickled on over into the second semester, we didn't have one. Why is that? We ran off. You what? We ran her off. They ran her off. I didn't do nothing to that lady. <laughs> she decided that it was time for her to leave. God was taking her to other places, and I pray for her, for her wherever she's at, and that she's prosperous. Yes. But yeah, that's what happened. We we needed a history teacher because we had that history, big history exam coming up. We mm-hmm. had nobody 
to help us with that, even though it's very easy. But yeah, so they was like, oh, we found y'all new history teacher. And we was like, oh, okay. Is she like a substitute or this? And they was like, no, she's actual teacher. She's actually just graduated. And it was like, oh, we finally getting somebody young up in here. Be- somebody who can relate. Yeah. Because, baby, all them other history <laughs> teachers. Uh, we love them. We, we love, love them. them. We do. We do. We praise God for them yes. and their existence. Yes. But no. No. Nope. So two weeks after graduation, I'm working at my dad's restaurant in Jackson, and I get a call. And I get some keys. And I'm like, okay, here we go. So I get my room set up, you know, and everything. And um, How long did you have to get your room set up? A weekend. A weekend? Yeah, I had a weekend to get it set up. And, I mean, my parents and my family were just mm-hmm. phenomenal with helping me with that. You know, I'm actually surprised that no one, that Miss, so, well, I won't say her name, that your boss didn't call me to, like, come over there and help you because yeah. that's usually what she'll do. Really? Yeah. Well, I guess she just sensed, like, she, I just had it. She just likes for me, well, I was Miss McIntosh at the time, but yeah. she just likes for me to be the one that <laughs> welcomes like, people on campus. Yeah, because you just know how to, like, keep it real without, like, running folks off, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had a weekend to get moved into my classroom and I had this idea that I was going to be teaching in my classroom, but being in the thick of a pandemic, um, the teachers actually rotated classrooms. So we went into the other teachers' classrooms mm-hmm. while the students remained in their homeroom class all day. So if you can imagine a group of high school students locked up in one room all day long, it was complete chaos, like cabin yes. fever. And I remember walking into y'all's class. It was second period for... Um, should have been economics at the time, but we had to go back to government because things mm-hmm. shut down. And <laughs> one of your classmates just walked up to me and looked me up and down. Yes. <laughs> I and, remember that. And I was just like, hello. And he's like, who are you? It's like, I'm your teacher, Miss Williams. And boom, we just been there. And so mm-hmm. Taylor was sitting on the front row, you know, just being Taylor. And... Um, over the semester, we got to know each other. Um, she was in my classroom every single pl- uh, planning period I had and just, you know, just yap, yap, mm-hmm. yapping and stuff. So yeah. I recently found out that this is something that my family pointed out to me is that I have this thing called the nay charm. And it's something that I do subconsciously whenever I first meet someone that I'm going to know for a while. Mm-hmm. I don't, I still don't know what the nay charm is because my mama mentioned the other day that it's the reason why um, I could never, like why one of my professors, we just didn't sit right. Yeah. She was like, she was like, you're not used to the charm not working. I'm like, huh? Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. It's just people like that. But apparently it worked on me. And um, It was hard at yeah. first, y'all. I yeah. ain't gonna lie. It was a challenge at first because I was trying to feel her out and see how far to go. Not like being disrespectful or anything, but as far as like, like the type of person that she was, not really knowing but kind of having like a sense yeah. of the type of person she was. And I was just like... Because one be a thing, challenge. yeah. Because one thing about me, I got a good poker face. 
You do. Yeah. So it's just like you literally did not know how to read mm-hmm. me. But fast forwarding uh, through all of that, we got to talking and just realized that we had so much in common um, as far as like our interests and mm-hmm. certain things that we did the way that I was when I was in high school and the way that she was currently in high school. And it was just like, oh, my gosh. Like we it was just like that Spider-Man meme. Mm-hmm. It's like. <laughs> it was so crazy and I'm like oh. I am her real life doppelganger yes she really is mm-hmm. shall we <laughs> just <laughs> this is how bad it is y'all haven't seen each other all day let's see can we, we have the yeah. we have on skirts yes black skirts black shirt with canvas shoes yes gold it's... jewelry yeah. But did not plan this at all. We didn't. And every, just about every single Sunday mm-hmm. is like that. If we're not all the way matching, we're coordinated yeah. some way. Whether so. if it's like same style pants, same style shirt. It's, I don't, we don't know what it is, honestly. It's just we like, we're just here. Mm-hmm. And that's how it was when we first met. We were just here and we clicked. Mm-hmm. And then it was something that you said. Thank you. It's been in my hair all day and I couldn't get it out. Um, it was something that you said that I said, I was like, mm, that was prophetic. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, one of my friends back in high school, I was just, I just really felt strongly about this. And now I know it was Holy Spirit, but I was just like, I called her Miss Williams at the time because she was my teacher. I was like, after high school, me and Miss Williams, I think we're going to be best friends. <laughs> and lo and behold it's just like uh-huh. wow that's real crazy um but it's just the way that god connected us and knitted us together um i remember like going home and telling my parents i was like i have this student and like she's so much like me when i was in high school and a lot like me now in different ways and it's just like her mannerism and like her interest the way she carries herself and blah 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 and um my mom actually knew your dad already because she worked with him some. Mm-hmm. And I remember her telling my dad about him. And he was like, well, we need to get together with her family. Like, mm-hmm. we just need to talk. Because um, he found out that y'all's family was in ministry. We yes. were in ministry. And so my dad was like, I really want to connect with other ministers in the area. So we scheduled a time for us to go out to eat. Mm-hmm. And um, our families just... They did. They literally did this. And it was just... Wild and thinking, and our families are still closely knit, and but we thought that that was like it, mm-hmm. you know. But it was just like later on, God was like, "No, I'm not done yet," and He took us and was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> "I don't even know." It's just like He just knitted us even closer, and so since then, like we have just bonded, we have grown together in the Word and. Really, our relationship has become like a big sister, little sister type mm-hmm. of thing. And it's just been really beautiful how God molded us together. And then he just led us here. So that was in front of the camera. Yeah. Where neither one of us would want to be here. Oh, at no. least, you know, with a microphone in hand. Yeah. And then having the audacity. To have to listen to ourselves yes. and watch ourselves after we record this. I don't even want to talk about it because you already know how I'm going to react to that. Yeah. So, 
all of that to say God has a purpose for your life. God mm-hmm. has a plan and you just have to trust him. Yes. Mm-hmm. just the big scope of things so to kind of segue into like our next part I want to know what does like the typical week look like for you and how do you find time to spend time with God in Mm -hmm. that because I know like with you being a college student that can be kind of crazy right yes Mm -hmm. so first for starters I am a commuter Mm -hmm. I commute to college five days a week um a 45 minute drive five days a week God bless it. is um it's challenging it's tough but I get through it by the grace of God so a typical week I am one for time stamps but I'm not going to do that today because I would literally tell you my day by day routine because it's just <laughs> that rigorous I do the same thing every day but I'll just start with um the way that I spend time with the Lord, I start in the morning time because I think it's very important for us to go private before we go public because day to day you're encountering a lot of different spirits on people and you just don't know what you might face in the day. So I always start my mornings off with prayer and spending time with God. And then after that, and recently I have been in the transformation book by... Mr. and Mrs. Kenton Beverly Maddox, and it has been so good. Oh, it's so good. It's it's so good. Yes. Shout out to y'all, because we know y'all are watching, Mm -hmm. too. They have a podcast as well. It's called Freedom Podcast, and you can look them up on Facebook Mm -hmm. and YouTube, and y'all, it's such Mm -hmm. a blessing. They're awesome. You will be blessed. You will not be disappointed. Oh, yeah. And after that, I go on my merry little way. Get to school. <laughs> um, Monday to, no, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm usually at school by 9 15 because that's when class starts. And Tuesday, Thursday, I don't have to be there until 10 50, so this commuter gets a little time to sleep in. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. And then I'm usually back home at around, if I don't have to teach on Mondays, oh yes, I'm also a teacher, not like full time like she is. But I do teach on Mondays. I teach a Pathways course, what we call it, Spring Hill, to where I teach incoming freshmen of all about how to be a freshman. Because <laughs> it's an art. It is. You have to master being a freshman. And I really, um, they really put me in with the commuters because they need a lot of guidance because being a freshman, that being your first year commuting, it's tough. It's really tough. So I'm glad that Holy Spirit has allowed me to be able to be a part of that. And and I just realized that I it's a blessing that this job that I have at Spring Hill is also going to go over into spring semester. Yeah. So I'll continue to teach my students. Yeah. So I Look at you that. walking in purpose. Yes. Hmm. We sipped to that, but my tea's over there. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. And so after that on Mondays, I'm usually home by maybe 1.30, just according if I have to stop and get gas because commuting. And I recently had a tutoring job where I tutor face-to-face, but Holy Spirit worked it out as he always does we to where it. I now teach virtually. 
like tutor virtually and that's just been great. And as far as the weekends, I mostly spend my weekends resting if I don't have anywhere to go. And then on Sunday, I'm here at Distinction Church doing whatever they ask me to. Doing and, the spread eagle. And doing the spread eagle. <laughs> oh, one thing about her, she gonna spread eagle. She gonna fly away. <laughs> I am. And don't and don't get no shot music going on. Mm-hmm. And don't give her a tambourine. And don't give me a tambourine. I'm not going to act right in church. That's govern yourselves accordingly doesn't apply to me. Not at all. I'm a cut up in church. Not like cut up at like a dad child, but I'm a praise God. One thing about her, she going to praise God. I'm going to praise God. She going to give God the glory. Gonna stop me. You just going to have to deal with it. Mm-mm. I'm talking about if a shoe is hindering her, it's, it's, gonna, coming, it's, off. it's coming off. If it's a jacket, it's coming. It's coming off. Whatever it is, it's got to come off. Mm-hmm. Shake yourself loose. What's the, who said? Shake yourself loose. <laughs> that's her. <laughs> that is her. That's me. But yeah. yeah, that's pretty much it for me. School, work. Um, oh, I also forgot to mention is that. The new DYW season is coming in, the Distinguished Young Women program. And I also take the time out to mentor those girls throughout the year. And so I'm also blessed to be a part of that. Um, yeah, I like pouring in to young women. That's always something that I've wanted to do. And the Holy Spirit has given me this to be able to pour into them like I've always wanted to. And I know there's um, one of your students, and she used to be my um, teammate on the cheer team she's doing DYW this year and yeah. she's one of the main ones that I'm mentoring and so it's been going pretty good yeah I'm excited to see her do her I, program because mm-hmm. I feel like she's going to be really great she's also another one that I think um, she's rising up to be mm-hmm. an extraordinary young woman leader um, in her community and in the world honestly mm-hmm. I can see her going global so that's going to be awesome she's yep. she's one of the ones that you have to watch out for but in a good way. She's like, she's going to hit you with it whenever you least expect mm-hmm. it. She is definitely a smooth criminal mm-hmm. that Michael Jackson talked about. Like, she just going to come in through the back door, but she coming out swinging mm-hmm. when she comes out. Yeah. I'm excited for what her life has in store. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> what does a typical week look like for KC, and how do you find time to spend with God? Within that very busy week. Yeah. Um, well, obviously, with being a teacher and uh, being an on-campus teacher, that is a big difference between, like, virtual and on-campus. Um, so being an on-campus teacher, Monday through Friday from 7 to 3, you know, I'm, I'm at the school. And then we just started back our after-school tutoring program, which I'm in tar- charge of. So um, that's one thing. Um Basketball season is coming up, so, you know, that's all hands on deck with that, with working games and things like that. Um, But what I aim to do every morning is from the time my eyes wake up to, you know, when I'm dealing with my students and even while I'm dealing with my students is, you know, just speaking to Holy Spirit and just acknowledging him. Um, The word says acknowledge him in all your ways. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I got that revelation, like, all your ways means all your ways. Yes. Like, it's like the simple stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just like a light bulb comes on. It's like, 
Oh. And so for me, that light bulb came on and I spend time in the word before I um, get up out of the bed. I usually wake up earlier than I have to on purpose so that I can spend that time in the word and in prayer. Um, my commute to work um, is usually pretty quiet because I'm just listening to Holy Spirit. I'm praying, um, making declarations over my day, praying over my students, the faculty and staff. And that's something that I hold very dear to my heart is making sure that I'm utilizing the position that God has put me in um, very, very strategically for the kingdom of God. I know that I'm not there by accident. I'm there for purpose, with purpose, on purpose, by purpose. Um, and so I'm praying over them. I'm praying over myself because, like you said earlier, you're encountering a lot. Um, mm -hmm. These kids are coming from, you know, various homes with different conditions and things like that. So I make sure that I'm built up. I make sure that I'm covering them, um, our faculty and our staff. And we do an excellent job. We're a small school, mm -hmm. but I tell you, we hold it down. It's they by do. the It's by the grace of God, mm -hmm. but we hold it down. And I'm very honored to be a part of um, that family. Um, whenever I'm getting ready to kind of wind down for the day, and I'm sure you do this too, you, um, is I just take some time to reflect over yes. my day. I love reflection. Um, being a technical only child, and I say that because my sister moved in with us once she got older, um, but you know I grew up in the household pretty much by myself. I learned how to really cherish alone time and it not being like lonely, but mm -hmm. very productive and, you know, just a perfect opportunity to spend with God and to, you know, be in tune with what he's speaking to me. So I take some time to reflect and to meditate on the word that he's may have put in my heart or a song or anything. Um, in addition to that, um, doing operations of the ministry is either some call or something that we have to do out here or getting prepared for a service, making sure my dad, the apostle, has what he needs and things like that, whether it's for the ministry, whether it's for his business, my business. It's always something to do. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't like to consider myself busy because I feel like busy is like sporadic and mm -hmm. not with purpose, but I just say that I move with purpose all the time, um, try to at least. Um, and just staying in tune with Holy Spirit. That's like one of my biggest prayers is that I stay in tune with him in everything because I don't want anything that I do, anything that I say mm -hmm. to be for naught. And so um, that's kind of what my typical week looks like um, as far as a work week on the weekend. Like you said, I try to spend it resting. Um Rest just looks different for other people. It does. Uh, for me, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, sleeping in is like sleeping to 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock at the latest, at the absolute latest. Um, my nephew and my niece, they come up on the weekends a lot. And so usually sleeping in is not really an option because mm -hmm. they like to wake up early. Um, spending time with family. Um, occasionally we'll go out and just do something, mm -hmm. go spend some money, because we like to do that. Yes. These yeah. past couple of times we spent money, we spent big money, so we hadn't spent time yeah. with each other. <laughs> no, we... we just been taking, like... We've been taking trips. We have. We've been getting flewed out. Flewed out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've taken a few trips, and um, I guess we can talk about that a little bit later. Where it was very um, influential in our walk with the Lord and with our purpose in the yes. kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but we've been traveling and uh, just doing ministry together. And so that's just what my life looks like. And I've gotten to the point with being an almost 25-year-old um, single with friends that live, you know, kind of way off. Because since I graduated from college, just about all my friends, they've moved off or, you know, they have you know, their families and their things that they're doing, their um, jobs and stuff. So it's kind of like I'm back in this isolated kind of space. Um, so I just utilize that time to really build up that empire that I know mm-hmm. God has put on the inside of me. I'll yes. just say that. Yeah. I kind of think we're in different places with that, but kind of in the same boat mm-hmm. to where um, your friends are in different places. But I... I'm the type of person I if I don't see you regular enough or get to know who you are and how you operate as a person, I'm more than likely not gonna say that I am friends friends with you. Yeah. But you definitely are a friendly acquaintance that if I see you in the calf we're gonna speak, we're gonna mm-hmm. sit, we're gonna hang out. But as far as like, oh, I'm gonna hang out with you this weekend, no. Yeah. So I'm finding my tribe as I go. Yeah. And so I haven't quite found it yet. It's coming, though. It's coming. That's okay. Yeah. I'm going to meet my like my little group. Yeah. I yeah. Am. And I, I guess we can kind of just flow with it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one thing that I love about, like, what we have is because in a lot of ways, what you experience, like, what you're experiencing mm-hmm. currently I've experienced it in some form or fashion. And I try to be careful in, like, not putting my experiences on yours because, like, we're different people, Mm -hmm. even though we're very similar. And so I watch you, and you're like, oh, well, I'm finding, like, you know, my group of people. And I can remember having that same struggle where it was people that I was like, oh, we're cool. Like, we may hang out, you know, from time Mm -hmm. to time. But they have their friend group that they're, you know, pretty much with all the time Mm -hmm. I'm kind of just like a little side friend and I remember at that point I was like god I really want some friends like you know you grow up and you hear that like college is a time where you meet like your lifelong friends and stuff and I'm like where they at exactly where are they yeah where are they y'all I'm country stuff so like you know that proper grammar stuff is out the window um yeah. That's just one of the few times that I actually use proper grammar. Yeah. It was an accident. It won't happen no more. We promise. Okay. So now we're going to talk about our upbringing mm-hmm. and how that influenced what we do currently as mm-hmm. far as our content creation, mm-hmm. um, the things that we're involved in, as well as um, coming to know our purpose Mm -hmm. and our calling that God has given us. When we were talking the other day about our upbringing, it just dawned on me like, wow, that's the reason why I am the way that I am. Mm -hmm. So um, to kind of give a little bit of background, um, of course, my parents, um, apostle and pastor, but even before that, um, we started the ministry when I was eight years old, as, as far as um, it used to be New Birth, and now it's Distinction Church. Um, we started in our living room at home. It was us three. It was my grandparents um, and my aunt around the street, and we would have Bible study in our living room. And then we moved to one building, then we moved to another building, and now we're working on our next building. Um, 
But even before that, my parents were in ministry at other um, churches, other ministries, local and kind of on down in the mobile and things like that. So I grew up, um, I guess I grew up as a PK. They were youth pastors. They were this, they were that, you know, just not all over the place, but they held a lot of different offices, um, you know, during my upbringing. And so I've always seen the ins and out of church. But one thing I can say and that I'm truly grateful for is that. I never experienced or never had that encounter with religion Mm -hmm. as far as we only do this Mm -hmm. on Sunday and we only do this on Bible study night. I think that's um, because, you know, maybe not, well, I don't know about both of your parents, but both of my parents were raised in that very rigorous both of mine were yeah very rigorous heavy religion and the one reason why I think we didn't grow up that way because they meant that we were not going to experience that and like say that that's what God is because Mm -hmm. it's not that's not that's what Mm -hmm. man made yeah and so and that's not to say that my upbringing was just perfect as far as the word there's been a lot of changing and having to repent and I believe that'll be a topic for us mm-hmm. one day is talking about what is repentance because we hear repentance and we're like oh I ain't do what yeah. I do mm-hmm. and it's just it's not that but anyways um there was a lot of um paradigm shifts that we had to encounter to uh, get us to the revelation that we are Uh, where we're at today and there will continue to be some Mm -hmm. um as we continue to behold his face but anyways um by no means far from perfect um but my parents just made sure that I knew relationship with God not religion Mm -hmm. and so from a very early age I was taught um how to read the word I learned how to read at a very early age and so I knew how to read and of course like the comprehension came but understanding that Holy Spirit can operate in a child just as powerfully as he can Mm -hmm. in an adult because Holy Spirit is not limited to that body. Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit is Holy Spirit. And so he going to do what he going to do. And we saw that in my life where Holy Spirit was just giving me revelation. And um, a a lot of the things that I experienced as a child was just by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, the things that I said, the things that I understood and was able to share was just like, well, how did you know that? And I will often say, Holy Spirit told me. And I realized this the other day because I was sitting up having a conversation about business or something with my parents. And they were like, well, how do you know that? I said, Holy Spirit told me. And it dawned on me. I've been saying that my entire life. Mm-hmm. And it just brought me back to, Holy Spirit, you got this because I don't yeah. know what I'm doing. Y'all never studied business. Wanted to, but God led me down a different path. Mm-hmm. So never studied um, business. I don't look at business articles and things like that in my free time. I watch Netflix and Hulu. I like watching Abbott Elementary in my free time. <laughs> or better yet, take a nap. I don't do those things in my free time is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. So the things that I know our Holy Spirit led. Mm -hmm. All that to say, um, whenever I would encounter something, let's say it's like a wall, whether it's an issue, something I don't know, um, like a crisis or whatever, naturally, I react. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm a human being, right? I'm not saying all this like, I'm just like a... um, um, a God robot, like where I just, mm-hmm. I just, that's just all I do. I say that, like, you know, that's all I know. Yeah. But there's also that 
sinful, fleshy nature that, Mm -hmm. you know, has to be put under the submission of the word. And so, naturally react. And um, (laughs) naturally react and it's just like, okay, I had my moment. My parents were always so amazing and never, like, discounting how I was feeling in the moment, things like that. Um, I wouldn't say they validated my emotions. I don't really like that term, and I can't really pinpoint why just yet. I have an idea, but that's for another time and place. Um, But they just, they affirmed me Mm -hmm. in my emotions that you may be feeling this, but that's not who you are. You can say um, maybe that they gave you space to feel, Mm -hmm. but they also had to implement that um the model that they yes yes and so give me space to have my you know emotional outpour moment yeah i'm gonna have my moment and after that they will always ask me this question well what does the word say kennedy and if i knew i'll tell them but if i didn't know they will sit down with me and they will show me an example in the word May not be verbatim what I was going through, but it was very similar to say, okay, well, this is what the word says. This situation happened. This is how you respond to that. You say what the word says. And if you say what the word says, you'll get the result that the word says you'll get. And so that created a model for me that has been instilled in my life since I came into this world. And so in that, I say that this is all I know. Mm-hmm. All I know is the word, okay? I choose to know nothing but the word mm-hmm. because I've seen the results of walking in the word. And so I still implement that model today, and I implement it in what I do. So if if it's content creation, if it's running the business, helping run the ministry, Okay, well, what does the word say that we need to be doing? It says that we need to write the vision down and make it plain. Well, that's what we're going to do. If the word is telling us that when we give, it shall be given back unto us. Well, that's what we're going to do. And we will see the results. And so it's just do what the word says. And that's that's it. Point blank, period. And so um, I I will say this to kind of like in closing to kind of segue to you is the reason why I am the way that I am, you know how I am. Mm-hmm. I'm very just, I can get emotional, but I'm just very, okay, yeah, this is upsetting, but. She's nip it at the butt. I nip it at the butt. It's n- like there is no room, like feel what you need to feel, mm-hmm. but there's no room to get out of line of the word of God. And that's mm-hmm. not to say that other people do, but I don't allow myself to do that because I just, it's a model and it's been proven to work. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just going to work it. In my mind, this is how I think. If it worked time and time again, why would it not work now? Yes. And so my reaction to things is, oh, dang, that's messed up. What does the word say? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just like that. It's like, okay, well, we're going to do the work. Like, there's no reason for us to have this conversation. And I think when you talk about um, your side of it, it'll make sense. For me, There's no conversation. Why are we even talking about the problem? Mm -hmm. Because if we're not going to talk about the solution, which is follow what the word says, then there's no reason for us to have this conversation Mm -hmm. right now. You're wasting my time is what I'm thinking in my head. Yeah. 
And so for me, I have to ask the Lord for grace because not everyone operates as rigidly like that. They still follow the model. They still trust God. That's not to discredit any of that. It's just mine is a little bit more militant, I think. And it Mm -hmm. makes sense. My dad is a veteran. He's a U.S. Mm -hmm. Navy veteran. So household is very militant in that way. (laughs) But that's me, and it incorporates in everything I do where, okay, we say this, but this is what the word says. You may be experiencing Mm -hmm. this, but this is what the word says. Like my blood. Now that I think about it, I'm talking it out loud. (laughs) That's exactly what my website is structured like. (laughs) And I think that's just hilarious. But yeah, that's Mm -hmm. just, that's me. That's KC. That's how I operate. So I said all that just to kind of give a framework of how I am, like, just how I operate mm-hmm. and um, how God has really just had to give me the grace to to operate with other people and to flow with other people that may not necessarily have had that upbringing that I had. And it's not to say that my upbringing is just, like, you know, the best, but mm-hmm. I feel like it worked. Yes. It worked. It, I mean, it produced, if I do say so myself, I feel like it produced a very solid product. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it's kind of bad to like you know refer to myself like a product, but no, your parents are just literally reaping the fruit of their lips. Yes, they really are, and um, and that makes me think of something that they tell people all the time because you know people say, oh y'all have raised you know an amazing young lady and blah blah blah, and they're like, well she doesn't belong to us, mm-hmm. and they look at them like they're crazy, and she belongs to God. He gave her to us. Mine say the exact same thing. And it's just like, who are we to raise her how we want to raise her? They literally had to go to the word of God to figure out how to raise me. It's a scripture, and I I will say that I may not necessarily know exactly where it is at the moment, mm-hmm. but I know what it says. It'll be up there. Yeah, it'll be up there. But it says, train up a child in the way they should go. And when they get old, they shall not depart mm-hmm. from it. My parents did that. Yes. And I thank them for that. I really do because God put a natural bend in me for certain things. And that natural bend comes with things that I might have a certain propensity to go after that may not be beneficial for me. And so for them to seek the Lord on how he made me, Mm -hmm. what better way to figure out how something works than to go to the manufacturer himself. Mm -hmm. And so they went to God for themselves to figure out how to raise me. And then they just implemented that model that was just for me. That model did not did not and does not work on my sister mm-hmm. because we're two different people. Yes. They had to do the same thing for her. And so we have to do that as individuals. And in that, it allows us to come into um, a revelation of our purpose and who mm-hmm. we are. And that's something that we've been going through in the transformation book. And it's, it's been so good. Oh, it's good. so good. It's been so good just to, to see how God has literally laid all of this out. And so in my upbringing and just being very rigid in the word and sticking by the book, it has its downfalls as far as like in the natural, as far as routine for mm-hmm. me. If I'm broken out of routine... It's hard for me to move out. I have to I have to have someone else to kind of come in. It's like, okay, let's move on to this part while this part is being fixed, and then we'll circle back. I don't mm-hmm. want to circle back. I want it fixed now. Yes. It's got to go like this for me. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of like the bane yeah. of my existence, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But the Lord helps me overcome that. So, that, And we're a lot alike in that way. Mm-hmm. It's 
we don't we don't want anything to change out of our routine. It's very rigorous. It's if like it works. If it works, yeah. we're big on if it isn't broke. Don't don't fix it. it. We have it set up this way for a reason because it works. Yes. Yeah. Please stay out of it. Leave it alone. <laughs> leave it alone. Leave it alone. Leave, leave it alone. <laughs> like, leave it alone. Leave it alone. My nephew's like, oh. that's how he is. But it's just mm-hmm. that. So that's kind of like a downfall. But again, God knows that about me because he made me that way. Mm-hmm. So he puts people in my life that know how to kind of go with the flow, but not too much with the flow that we like down the river somewhere. And we ain't even supposed to be down there. Yes. And that's really important. Mm hmm. And I guess that can be like a topic for another session because yes. we'll be here all night if we, will. we don't stop. But all of that came together to help me start to find my purpose as a teacher. And not just like in the secular world, like where I'm teaching social studies, but even a teacher here in the ministry, a teacher in life as a mentor, things like that is there are just certain principles that don't go away and they mm-hmm. apply to everything. Yes. And those principles need to be followed if you want those results. One thing that I preach to my students all the time, don't come and ask me why your grade is the way that it is if you have not followed my process. Mm -hmm. My process is designed to guarantee good results Mm -hmm. if you follow it. And God treats us the same way. Yes. If you follow my word, if you follow my instructions, you will get the results that the um, that the word says you're supposed to get. Mm-hmm. And I'm just a firm believer in that. There's sometimes where I'm like, okay, God, are you sure? And then He has to remind me, did it work before? And I'm just, my bad, my All bad. Right. I just had a, a slight brain lapse. <laughs> my bad. And it's just like. If it if he did it before, he'll, he'll do, do it, it again. And so in that, I was able to discover my purpose that I'm designed for structure. I'm designed for rigidness in that sense. I'm designed to have someone that can kind of break me out of that when we need to pivot really quick. Mm-hmm. I know you remember like um, when we came back from Oxford yes. in February, mm-hmm. and that was the word that Apostle Kent gave us, was learn how to pivot. Mm-hmm. I struggled with that. You hear me? I did too. I didn't Ooh. get to, I didn't get to take that trip to Oxford because I had school and other mm-hmm. things, but whenever um that was um transferred over to us um as a congregation, it was just like hmm? why? You said wasn't it like <laughs> ain't nothing broke. Like why we like pivot? it here. We like it here. What we're doing works. Mm-hmm. And then I just, after that, I just enter a whole season of nothing but pivots. But that's uh, another story for like, another day. Oop, oop, mm-hmm. oop. And it's just like, and it may seem sporadic. And that's the thing on my side. For a while, it seems very sporadic. And it seems like it's not purposeful. Because, again, like I said earlier, if it's not on purpose, by purpose, for purpose, and with purpose, there is no purpose for me doing it. Mm-hmm. And for me being here and having this conversation with you. But God had to show me, if you just trust me, I may not reveal it all to you at once, but if you just trust me, when I tell you to turn left, you need to turn left. Don't ask questions. And that's something that a lot of folks got a problem with in the kingdom of God. I got a whole <laughs> lot better with that. <laughs> and we praise God to mm-hmm. as being 
brand new. Yes. <laughs> because I I struggled with that whenever I learned not to it's it's not questioning God, but it's asking too many questions like as if we didn't trust him. Yeah. In that sense. That's and, a big difference. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good way to kind of lead into your upbringing <laughs> and how it works for you and how it brought you into mm-hmm. your purpose. Okay. So I am also a PK. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up with mom and dad as pastors. And um, some a lot of my early PK experience is a bit of a blur because it was um I just didn't enjoy the place that we were at but it got better yeah how old were you like your earliest memory of like y'all just being in that sphere where they were pastors um I was um three. Oh wow okay I, I was born into ministry. Mm-hmm. My mama and daddy, my daddy had just become a pastor whenever I was born. Okay. Like, we started preaching, but he wasn't like a pastor of a church right, yet. Right. But whenever he became a pastor of a church, I believe that I was three years old, mm-hmm. three or four. Yeah. So kind of like me, just like born into ministry, but like the pastoring side of it, mm-hmm. three years old. Okay. Yes. He became a pastor. My dad became a pastor of a church um, that wasn't his church. He just became their pastor. But whenever he started his church, I was, um, I think, 11, mm-hmm. 11 years old whenever we branched off. And same with y'all. We were in our living room for yeah. for the first of it. And then we went from building to building. Mm-hmm. But um, one thing, I guess I can talk about how um, I came into this writing thing. So whenever I was younger, the way that I think now has always been the same ever Mm -hmm. since I was little I just didn't have the brain capacity and the vocabulary to explain the way that I feel and to explain how Holy Spirit was speaking to me Mm -hmm. and a lot of people thought that there was something wrong with me (laughs) because a lot of times I was very shy and very standoffish and it wasn't because I didn't know how to interact with people it's just because people didn't know how to take a child like me had, trying to have conversations like I did mm-hmm. Be- they call you grown you yes. too grown mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. or you know oh you don't know what you're talking about baby you're just a child it's like no I know what I'm talking about mm-hmm. it's just you are not consulting with Holy Spirit like you should, and you don't know how to answer my question. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> Y'all see how that's nice for you. <laughs> I'm going to tell it to you in a nice way, but mm-hmm. I'm going I'm to let you know about yourself. Mm-hmm. It's going to have a little bite to it, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'll get over it. Mm-hmm. You'll hear. But um, so my mom, she always tried to find a way for me to let that out mm-hmm. because I even ask questions to them and, you know, they're human. They're not going to know the answer to everything because right. me think, being young, I thought mom and daddy knew everything. So I could ask That's them true. and they're going to tell me the exact answer that I'm looking for. It was mm-hmm. like, no, they just had to literally tell me, like, look, Taylor, we don't know. And you're just like, well, why don't you know? Why don't you know? <laughs> <laughs> and so one thing to kind of, do that as like have an outlet because um even though 
I was a bit of a lazy child. I won't say lazy child. It's just like I was by myself and inside a lot. Mm -hmm. And so, but I had all this built up adrenaline and I wanted to let it out through talking. And so my folks was like, okay, we're going to get you into something else. So that's how I like got into dance and got into cheer. Yeah. And, and my thinking never changed. And that's why. Y'all, it was so hard for me to make friends and still hard for me to make friends to this day. But one of those outlets that my mom had for me to let all those thoughts out like, and let all those questions out is that she knew from the very beginning of kind of what my destiny was going to be and what I was going to do in life. Yeah, She, she kind of already knew. She didn't know how it was going to plan out, but she knew the Holy Spirit was going to guide me to it in some way. And so I hated reading as a child. (laughs) I didn't like reading. And it's because I always thought, I was like, I could have wrote that story better. Mm -hmm. Why did you, why did they, Mama, why did they write that like that? Why Why did the itsy bitsy spider go up the water Exactly. And so my mama, she decided to come up with a way and to get me to reading is that I would write my own stories Would they always be, could you always read exactly what they said? No. Did the words make sense? Absolutely not. But they made sense to me. Mm -hmm. And I've literally spent my whole entire life writing and storytelling now that I think about it. Yeah. My whole entire life has just been about storytelling. And she's a good one, y'all. The dramatic pauses, the fingers, like, mind you, (laughs) all of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but and I'll kind of go back over into the PK and how I got um very in tune with Holy Spirit. I had my experience was a lot different than Ken's experience, and not saying I'm not faulting my parents in any way, shape, or form. It's just you know people are raised up in ministry different. People learn from their mistakes. You you live and you learn. And so, as a child, I hated church. Mm-hmm. I did not like going to church. I don't know why. It was just, I just did not like it. It was just like, why do we have to go to church? <laughs> and do you think it's because questions weren't being answered? I think so. Uh-huh. I think I I couldn't connect with anybody my age. Mm-hmm. Um, none of the adults could answer my questions and so in my way it's in my thinking it's just always been like I was I was alone in the natural but Mm -hmm. not in the spiritual yeah I was oh I felt that yeah I I felt alone and I didn't know how to handle that because I didn't I couldn't comprehend because Mm -hmm. I kind of felt it like yeah okay they, something's pulling me. Something's pulling me. And even like as far as friends, I was like, well, they have friends and they're talking with each other. And yes. it's just like, why can't I? Why? Why isn't anyone coming to talk to me? Mm-hmm. And wow. <laughs> yeah, that is that's it sounds sad, y'all. But I didn't, <laughs> I didn't say wow as a sad point, mm-hmm. but it's just I felt the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead. And um, whenever I was little, my parents, they, um, they kind of let us, I, don't, I wouldn't say 
choose our own path, but they gave me the model. Mm -hmm. They told me what the word said, but it was, I don't think they implemented it rigorously because of the upbringing that they had. Mm -hmm. They didn't want to scare me away from it. Yeah. And because of that, I, I told, um, I just told my parents, I was like, look, I understand that y'all have a ministry, and I remember this conversation very vividly. Yeah. I I believe I was about, I think I was 13, mm-hmm. having this conversation with them. I was like, look, I know y'all have a ministry, and I know that y'all um, would like to pass this down on to me someday. I said, but I don't think ministry is my thing. Yeah. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, um, I... I appreciate it. I know that I'm y'all's oldest daughter, and I know that's naturally what happens is that, you know. It's the inheritance. It's the inheritance, I was like, but I don't think ministry's for me. Mm-hmm. And my parents, being who they are, they didn't argue anything like that. They they just, I know they went to Holy Spirit and prayed about uh-huh. it. They just told me, okay, mm-hmm. all right. That okay is Okay, we'll see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what else do I want to talk about? Because I said a lot. It was all very pivotal. It was It was all over the place. The writing, how that mm-hmm. played into, like, your purpose and things. And that, see, like, the seasons of being alone, how mm-hmm. that really helped you get in tune with the voice of Holy Spirit. It and did. like that light bulb moment. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can actually talk about um, after I realized that ministry was, mm-hmm. ministry was my calling. And so. Just in a different form. Just in a different form. Mm-hmm. Um, one, one, uh, and I go back to writing because y'all, when I tell y'all writing and storytelling has been a part of my life for my entire <laughs> life, I'm not kidding. So not even a year later, mm-hmm. after I had that conversation with my parents, <clears throat> I ran into, um, at the time, um, MHN, she's a famous poet. Her name is Morgan Harper Nichols. She's amazing. Yes, she is. But I, I listened to her sister before Jamie Grace my whole life, and yeah. I would listen to her music and stuff. And then I found out that, oh, Jamie Grace has a sister. Yeah. And so I started listening to her music. And the first song that I heard by her was called Storyteller. Mm -hmm. And she was explaining about just, um, there's the line of her song says, the mountains that I've climbed, the valley that I fell, you were there all alone. That's a story I'll tell. And I was like, okay, even though that I've, that my walk, my walk with God hasn't been what a normal PK, I wasn't a rebellious child or a bad child. Right. But it wouldn't be like what most PKs, like the experience they have, um, or even just like in my normal life with having friends and stuff and feeling alone is that I was actually never alone. It was like yeah. through the mountains and through the valleys, God was still there. Mm-hmm. And it's literally the story that I'm telling. Yeah. And so after I found that she had music and stuff, um, I began to follow her on Instagram and 
to this day, I remember the exact date because that's when I started writing. Yeah. It was August 1st, 2017, and she was hosting this 30-day writing challenge to where you would write something for 30 days, one thing for 30 days, and I did that. And through that, I just started writing letters, and whenever I started writing the letters, it was Holy Spirit and the name Jesus and God and Holy Spirit kind of just paved their way on back into it. And I honestly believe that writing challenge and me writing was Holy Spirit's prophetic way of just creeping his way right on back into my Mm -hmm. life. I mean, he's been there all alone. Mm -hmm. But but making himself more prevalent and known. mm -hmm. Making him known in my life. What's the scripture? Keep going. Keep talking. I'm thinking. (laughs) He was making himself more known in my life. He was like, look, Taylor, I've been here from the start. I've always been here. I'm always going to be here, he said. But you see what you're doing now? This is something that I have put in you since you were a child. Mm -hmm. He said, but now you see what I've been trying to do all along. Mm -hmm. I just, he said, you just just needed that extra oomph. And I placed this um, artist, this poet in your path to, Mm -hmm. for you to be able to see that my gifts and my plans that I have for you will get you into your right destiny. Yes. That's, oh my gosh. That's just like springing stuff up in my Mm -hmm. spirit. And I'm just like, oh my God, that's so good. (laughs) It's like, okay, Genesis 1, Mm -hmm. God speaks. God exists before all of this, right? Yes. Everything in creation came out of him. Mm -hmm. And so, and he made us in his image and his likeness. Yes. Right? So we are creators Mm -hmm. as well. And so even in your writing, it's like he's making himself his image and his likeness being manifest Mm -hmm. in you and through you as you're creating. You're literally glorifying and magnifying God Mm -hmm. and revealing him through your work. And that's the reason why I believe that every person will have an encounter with God in Mm -hmm. some form or fashion. Because you don't have to go to church to have these encounters. Mm-mm. Just like you said, you hated going to church. Yeah, I did. And it's not to say that church is a bad thing. Church is a great thing. The word tells us yeah. to assemble mm-hmm. and, you know, and all that. Yes. And we do. I, I've, of course, found my love for <laughs> the body of Christ in, yeah. in church again whenever I was actually got the revelation of that mm-hmm. and the importance of it. Yeah. Because um, not only did the Holy Spirit begin to show him himself through like writing and stuff like that but he also made himself known in like people yeah in different places yeah in songs and it was like oh okay there you are there's I knew that there was more than to what church was bringing me and that I believe that's one reason why I didn't like it because there was always something in me that was like there's got to be something more yes it was a longing this is yes you are longing what is it God, we're gonna have to we're gonna have it on the screen mm-hmm. where all of creation is longing and is searching mm-hmm. for the sons of God. Yeah. And that's the reason why I believe that every person will have an encounter with God because it's not necessarily that you'll have that encounter in church, mm-hmm. like the four walls, but you will encounter the church, the yes. body of Christ, mm-hmm. where you have people that are operating in their gifts. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's also in that transformation workbook that we're going through, mm-hmm. where it's talking about how there are just some innate gifts inside of yes. us that God gives us mm-hmm. as his children. 
He created us. He is our father. We return back to him in our spirit when we um, become born again and we accept Jesus and all that. But there are just innate gifts that are on the inside of us. Creation, writing, things like that, speaking, um, you know, design, all these things. They're innate gifts to reveal God, to reveal the body of Christ, to reveal the church. And so you ever have that experience and you may have this experience where you're listening to a song and that's not to say like, you know, secular music and stuff because it does have its roots and, you know, we're not going to get into all that. Mm -hmm. But if you ever listen to a song like music and how it just gives you this overwhelming sense of Mm -hmm. just joy and it just brings you to tears. It's one song that I've been listening to and like the way the music swells, it's just like, oh my God, this is, and it's just, people will have an encounter with Mm -hmm. God in those ways where that gift, you know, it couldn't have come from anywhere but God. Yes. And I think that's where that dissatisfaction for a lot of people has come from is we have encountered religion. Mm -hmm. We have encountered tradition. Mm -hmm. We have encountered man-made things instead of the true essence of who God is. Mm -hmm. And, We've had that encounter with God in our own ways. Yes. And that's what we want so badly out mm-hmm. of our lives that we live. The podcast, the videos, everything that we do is not to glorify us, is not mm-hmm. to talk about us. And we use our lives as an example because we've lived it and, you know, mm-hmm. we've come to know things. But that's the ultimate goal is to reveal your purpose and to reveal the beauty of who God is mm-hmm in everyday life because it's not the four walls. It's Mm -hmm. not on Sunday, just on Sunday and just on Wednesday or whenever your weekday service is. Mm -hmm. And that is just so beautiful and comforting to know that God doesn't have to wait until a certain day of the week to reach out to you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. And just to add on to that, I think another reason why – People in their adult life who have been in church all of their lives step away from the church because religion a lot, it tells you the things that you should do, but you don't, it doesn't tell you, okay, well, yes, I know I'm supposed, I know my identity in Christ. I know who I am in Christ, but what am I supposed to do with that? Mm -hmm. What comes after that? Mm -hmm. It's never, they never give the model or show how it's supposed to be walked out. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, I'm going to tell you this, but I'm not going to tell you how to live it because let's just be honest, they're not living it. Yeah. Because they haven't truly tapped into the true identity. Mm-hmm. We may know like head knowledge. Yes. But until we actually walk in it and allow Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to guide us in it and experience for ourselves, just like it says mm-hmm. in Ephesians uh, 3, 19, I believe, um, where it says knowing Christ practically through experience, mm-hmm. you have experiential knowledge where you go back again to like um, Genesis when Adam began to name the animals mm-hmm. in the name was the nature. Yes. And when we truly know who God has called us to be, mm-hmm. and it's not, oh, he's called me as a pastor and I got to be behind a pulpit and yeah. things like that. And that's, it's nothing wrong with that, mm-hmm. but who God has called you to be yes, in the world, a service to mankind. Mm-hmm. When you really experience that, you know that, and you hear his voice mm-hmm. calling you that, because if, you know how it is. You can grow up, oh, you're a you're a great writer, and you know, mm-hmm. you're this and that. Like, no, that's not me, that's not me. Or whatever. It's like, uh, yeah, that's what I do, or whatever. But until you hear the voice 
behind Mm -hmm. the same, then it's just like this switch comes on. It's like, Mm -hmm. that's who I am. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's what I do. A screwdriver is a screwdriver because it drives screws. Yes. So when God called you, he not only just called you, but he put your function in that calling. Mm -hmm. And you'll wonder why you can have all these odd jobs and make money or you can do these things. And it's like, yeah, I'm good at it, but like I'm not being fulfilled Mm -hmm. or I'm going to church, but I'm not being fulfilled. And it's because you're not operating in who he called you to be. Yes. Oof. Take a moment and sip on that. <laughs> Thank you, Holy Spirit. That was good. Yes, yes. Um, he just dropped something in my spirit again. Go ahead then, girl. But, um, but what he just said to me it was like, it's for a lot of people, it's that, like you said, it's just a head knowledge, and mm-hmm. they try to operate through that. But mm-hmm. the thing is, is that head knowledge and the Word are never going to agree. Ooh. The Spirit and the Word. They're mm-hmm. going to always agree. Yes. Your spirit and the word will always agree. The witness. Yes. But your head knowledge and the word are never going to agree. So you have to operate in the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. That's the only way to operate. Yes. Because our spirits and the word of God, they are inter- eternal. Mm-hmm. They never end. Our head knowledge is very limited. Yes. And so if we are to operate on head knowledge alone, then there's only so far that we can go. Mm-hmm. And so many people in the world, in the church, are so unfulfilled because they have come to the end of themselves who they have called themselves to be. Mm-hmm. And we have to take time to really step back and ask ourselves who did my creator create me to be? Because, yeah, mm-hmm. I can take that same screwdriver and I can turn it to the handle part and hold, like, the actual, like, screwdriver part itself and just bang on the, um, bang on the nail and it'll go down a little bit. It'll only go so far, though. Mm-hmm. It can operate in that function of a hammer just for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But after a while, those actions are futile. You can hit as hard as you want to, but it won't work. It won't. Because you got to have a hammer. Mm -hmm. That screwdriver is designed to drive screws in. Mm -hmm. And so, in head knowledge, like you were saying, it's limited. We can go and create wonderful lives for ourselves, and we think we've made Mm -hmm. it. And God is like, baby, you've only scratched Mm -hmm. the surface. Yeah, and I think it's, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, go, go. I think it's in Revelation 2.29. It says that he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the Mm -hmm. churches. Okay, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. You can't hear what the Spirit is saying if you're trying to hear what the Spirit is saying from here. Mm -hmm. Not with our natural ears. Mm -mm. With our spiritual ears. Yeah, got to be in tune with that and... It all starts by developing a relationship with God. And I believe that's the reason why, like, when we were talking about our week schedule, and I know, like, I can't spend hours and hours in the Word in the morning. Mm-hmm. I would have to get up at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, it requires that sacrifice. Mm-hmm. If that's where God is calling me, He's pulling me to that level. But it's only a few minutes. Mm-hmm. But when you have a relationship with somebody... All it takes is a few minutes. Yes. Now, that's not to say that good quality, long time mm-hmm. is not needed. It is because mm-hmm. that's the basis. That's the foundation for a good relationship. But when you know, it don't take much. Mm-mm. When you really get to know God, then all he has to say is a word. And you don't just hear the word. You hear his voice. Mm-hmm. 
my mama can call me a certain way. And I'm like, oh, snap, what did I do? Yes. I forgot to do, ooh, crap. And you know what? Speaking of that, <laughs> I apologize, mama. I forgot to put the dishes up before I left. <laughs> oh, Lord. I'll do it when I get home. But, um, yeah, it's just when you hear that voice, mm-hmm. you know the intention behind it. You know the heart behind it. You know the urgency behind it. Things like mm-hmm. that. And so it causes you to move a certain way. Mm-hmm. But God is so good in how he, and this, like we said earlier, this is just an example. Mm -hmm. We're just using our lives as examples. If you were to step back and really think about your life and the things that have happened, the good, bad, and the ugly, you can see how God is orchestrating a story out of your life Mm -hmm. and showing you that, yes, I'm real. Yes, I'm here. Yes, I've been working in your life. And yes, I have a plan for your life. Mm-hmm. But it's up to us to to accept that plan. Mm-hmm. We can go through our life, our entire life, and not walk in that plan. There's a, um, a scripture, we'll put it up on the screen, where it says um, to know what his good, acceptable, and perfect will is for our life. Mm-hmm. We can be in his good will, and it's fine. We can be in his acceptable will. Yeah, I'll take that. I I will allow you to walk in that. Mm -hmm. But our heart's desire for our own lives and our heart's desire for you is to find that acceptable and perfect will of God Mm -hmm. where you are in the center of his will and in that things just flow. Mm -hmm. And I believe that's the reason why I adhere to like my upbringing so dearly is in that... I believe by walking in his word, I am walking in his perfect will because Mm -hmm. his word tells us to walk by the word. It said we are to live by the word of God. And so in that trouble comes, like I tell people all the time, my life is not perfect. It's far from perfect, but I know where my help comes from. Mm -hmm. I know that there's a way out. I know that there's a supply there whenever I need strength and I feel like I can't go on. I know where to get that Mm -hmm. from. When we operate outside of that, outside of the perfect will, we have to figure that out. And it just doesn't work. Mm-mm. Okay. These, these last few questions have led into to some very good things. Yeah. And I think that, you know, we can kind of start winding it down a mm-hmm. bit. And we have time for one more. Qu- There's always time for one more question, guys. Oh, yes. Always. And so... The next question is, if you had to pick a theme to describe your current spiritual life, what would it be and why? Okay. Um, I wouldn't say it's like a one-word theme for me. And I had another theme planned out, but I was just reflecting on some things that have um, taken place in like the past week or so. And um, it took me to the scripture of Esther 4 and 14. Um, where it says, for such a time as this. And I love how it says it in the um, Amplified Version, and I'm mm-hmm. actually going to pull that up. Okay. You want to pull it up on my phone? Yeah, let me do that. Thank you. Uh, what is it? Esther 4 and 14 out of the Amplified Classic. Esther 4 and 14. And that's my first time, like, reading it out of that version, per se. And it's the, it's the last part of it, and it says, And who knows 
but that you have come to the kingdom for such a time and for this very occasion. Mm -hmm. And I believe that's where I am right now, where I've been within, you know, the kingdom of God for Mm -hmm. quite some time and been very effective and very purposeful. But now it's just like something has clicked and it's just like, it's time. Mm-hmm. And so I think about like um get out of my head. <laughs> get out of my head. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's like the Lion King when uh Rafiki got that little patch of hair mm-hmm. and he like, you know, did his little thing and he was like, it is time. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's where I am spiritually where it's been a lot of things just stored up on the inside of me and it's just like in my mind, I'm thinking, well, God, what am I to do with all of this? Like, I don't want to be like it says, you know, where it says you're just a hearer and not a doer. And he's like, mm-hmm. no, you're doing the work. You're doing exactly what I'm telling you to do. But there's more. There's more. There's more. Yes. And it's like it's been building up to this big crescendo. And he's like, it's time now. And it's like the symphony is coming, has been coming together. And now it's just time to like release this sound that has been like built up on the inside of me mm-hmm. and just releasing and declaring the word of God that he has given me. Don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Pers- like, I really don't know what it is, but I just, I know it's there. Mm-hmm. And I know when it's like that now time, it mm-hmm. will be released. And I believe it's being yes. released even now. Cause like, mm-hmm. I just like the flow that I've tapped in like recently has just been like, and like I was saying earlier, it, it comes from just that communion with Holy Spirit where I just know his voice. And a lot of times as I'm talking, it may not necessarily register in my mind. Oh, this is Holy Spirit speaking through me. But when I finish, I'm like, that was nothing but Holy Spirit, because how was I supposed to know that? Mm-hmm. So even in that, it's just like, how am I supposed to know this? Yes, I've been studying the word and yes, I've been preparing but I just know that the season that I'm in right now, the theme for where I am spiritually is just for such a time as this, mm-hmm. where it's like now is my time. Now is the time where God is taking me and he's raising me up in this position, in this uh, place in the kingdom where mm-hmm. I'm becoming a declarative force. Yes. And I'm excited about it. But again, I have no idea really how it's going to play out. Mm-hmm. I know it's going to work out for my yes. good, but I just don't know exactly how it's going to play out. But that's where I am. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so what about you? Um, what's a theme or like a phrase or something that would characterize where you are spiritually right now? Um, I know Holy Spirit's going to give it to me as I'm talking, but as of right now, I really wouldn't know how to explain it, mm-hmm. but I can kind of tell you what has been on my spirit, and maybe we can see what can come from that. <laughs> so Washington County was the first destination for the transformation tour, and during that we had a night of worship, which was very needed. Mm-hmm. And the second day, which was probably my favorite yes. day, was we had these breakout sessions, mm-hmm. and... I'm the type of person is that I am going to follow and go with people that I know. Uh-huh. I'm not going to be in this room with people I don't usually <laughs> sit with. So I was at first going to go into the room with Ken, but I was like. Yeah, I was going was, to the apostolic room. <laughs> yeah, there was there was just something that was, it was Holy Spirit, of course. It was pulling me back to that um, um, worship and intercessory um, session. session. And um, Mr. James Nesbitt and Dr. Fletcher, she said, 
Um, they said some wonderful things. I learned so much. And mm-hmm. my calling and what I do as worship, which is my writing, has become so much clearer. And I'd be forever grateful for being um, placed in that moment. Mm-hmm. But one thing that after the session, I'm going to start with what was said to me after the session. Then I'm going to go back to what was revealed to me through the session because Holy, yeah, yeah, he got it. He got it. it. (laughs) But um, there was a slave there. She was visiting. Um, if I remember correctly, and I'm so sorry if this is not your name, but I believe her name was um Miss Joanne. She was um I don't know if she said Joanne or who, but whoever this lovely lady was, I'm so sorry. I'm terrible with names. But she. A lot of people there too. It was, but we were just talking about how good the session was, and she was like, you know. One thing that I notice about these things is that things happen, things are said, and they're really good, she said, but you don't always get everything that you're that is said within the um with that's within the moment she said, but the beautiful thing about Holy Spirit is is that everything is always gonna come full circle, yes, and she good. said. Even though we got something, one little thing from that moment, she said, during our lives and as we walk away from this, we can be sure and we can be firm in that Holy Spirit is going to bring everything that was said today back to our remembrance. And that's what the word says. Yeah. And and I was like, that is so true. I mm-hmm. said, that is how I live my whole life and how I listen to things because apostle can be preaching and I'll get the gist of what he says, but you know, during the week it'll all come, it'll mm-hmm. have time to sit, mm-hmm. marinate, chew on a little bit. And then in time it comes all back into, it it's comes in circle. meditation. Yes. You take a little piece and you chew on it mm-hmm. and you swallow it. And it's just like um, the description of like the cow's stomach. Yes. He regurgitates mm-hmm. it, chews on it some more, and draws out more nutrients. Yes. And so it's like you're nibbling on eternity mm-hmm. because God's word is eternal. Yes. Yeah. And um, and talking about things are coming full circle. It's now coming full circle <laughs> like I knew it would. But um, during the um, session, Mr. James Nesbitt had us get into a circle because he was explaining how Worship is a surround, like whenever you're singing, it's a surround sound. Yeah. It's circular. Yeah. You could hear the difference whenever we were all kind of like, like kind of spread out a little bit, wasn't Mm -hmm. in a circle, how the worship sounded. Mm -hmm. But whenever he put us in the circle and had us sing again, Uh the sound, it was like. It's full. Oh, it was something that I've never experienced before in my life. Mm-hmm. And he had this moment to where he was teaching us how to um, how to have moments of prophetic worship and yeah. how you're just hearing from Holy Spirit. And you may start off with a word like holy, holy, holy. And that's what we started off with. And then he said, you may find a word and then you start singing that. And yeah. then everybody joins in. And then it's just this thing that keeps going around. He said, if anybody has anything to share, you know, you can <laughs> share it. Okay, well, something was revealed to me. Holy Spirit showed me something, but it wasn't quite revealed to me yet. Mm -hmm. And I don't like to say that I have something, not have the full revelation of it. Mm -hmm. And so I've been meditating on it, and I have it right here. Mm -hmm. 
but mm, never before seen stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So one thing that's been very new to me is that Holy Spirit has been. I don't know if you would call it visions or whatever, but I've just been placed in different spots. And a lot of places that I've been put in is either like on a dark path, but this time I was in a dark void. And, um, but I'll just read what I have. Mm-hmm. So I was in a dark room slash void. I thought I was alone, but I was in a room full of people, those same people that was in the room. Mm-hmm. But no one could see each, no one can see the other person, and no one was aware of anyone else's presence except for their own. Hmm. And as um, as prophetic worship began to sing, it started with Mr. Nesbitt, and um, you could see him in the middle of the circle. You couldn't see him, but you could see the the like the glory that was around hmm. him as he was standing in the middle of the circle, and the light started at his feet. Yeah. And we saw that the more he sung, the more light began to rise up from his feet. Uh And so we all saw that. We was like, oh, well, if we want to see, let's join in. Whoa. (laughs) Keep going. Keep going. If we want to see, we need to join in. So Mm -hmm. I joined in. And then Brother Mike joined in. Yeah. Marietta joined in. Yeah. And then it was like, boom, 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 boom. And once it did, it was light after light after light mm-hmm. after light after light. And um, I said, um, as we started singing in the spirit, we began to move forward. We, we also started moving. Yeah. It was like, it was the weirdest thing ever. We were like moving. Yeah. And while the light was still rising and all that, and I said, we became aware of each other's presence mm-hmm. and of the presence of Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had the understanding that our obedience to keep moving, worshiping, and interceding made us one. Yeah. The more we walked and the more we sang in unison, the brighter the room became. It started at our feet, and it gradually went higher. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I wrote down, praises are rising. We're going up to a higher level in the prophetic, which is worship intercession, apostolic, etc. Yeah. And um but it has to be together. Yes. It will only be completed in its entirety if we do it together. Yes. And the revelation I got from that is that we were moving forward mm-hmm. as light was moving up. Yeah. So that word that apostle spoke over the church <laughs> onward and, and upward, upward only, only can't be just his what his vision, it started around his feet, mm-hmm. but we saw the light that was rising up over him. We yeah. saw the glory. Yeah. We saw what Holy Spirit was doing through him. He was, and we was like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. If we want that, we have we to do the same. We got to hop on this train about onward and upward, upward. only. Mm-hmm. We have poured out of our picture of mm-hmm. of love and the word for you for today. But we never run out because our source never runs out. Mm -hmm. And so we're so, so excited to come back for episode two. So make sure that you're tuning into that, Mm -hmm. making sure that you are here with your cups ready to sip. Yes. Thank you all for tuning in. We enjoyed you. We hope you enjoyed this as much as we did. And we'll see you here next time on Get Get the the Picture. Picture.